Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your Monday? Uh, it's good. The um, it's winter here again, Dennis. For our, our weather update, <laughs> no, it's, it's the midwestern winter, so it's it's cooled out. Uh, it's it's good. We're getting. I'm getting prepped for. Um, it was. It, this is post Easter when we're recording this, so we just had an Easter weekend. Yep, that's right. Um, yesterday, which was yesterday. And then um, we had this weekend coming up. We've, we're going to our buddy. We're all flying out, or you're just driving down the road to our yep. buddy Fox's. So that's exciting thing to go forward to. And you know, it's it's funny. It's kind of like when you go on vacation. Oftentimes, the last couple of days before vacation are often very busy. Like you've got to pack. You've got to get the house ready. You've sure. got to get all the kids ready. You've got to get whatever it is you have to get ready. Get all your work done. Catch up on whatever. Make sure your house doesn't have dishes sitting in the sink. You know, and that's that's where I'm at this week with getting that stuff done. How mm-hmm. how's your uh, your so you're close? You're in the the Fox um, Villa sphere where your camper is right now, huh? Still, out east. I'm uh, let's see. I'm back in Williamsburg, which has become one of my favorite parks. It's not um, there's nothing particularly special about the park. It's just very close to the town of Williamsburg, where there's a lot of stuff like the cool beer theater that i've mentioned mm-hmm, mm-hmm. last week i would hang around there just for that <laughs> maybe recently i did plan kind of poorly because they're they're uh cheap they're five dollar movie night it's tuesdays and i'm moving camp tomorrow oh, i'm like okay, why okay. did i do that but i got here saturday so or was it friday i don't know the days are all blurred I did, no, I, it was did, saturday. I did take advantage of my the a- amc a plus a list type thing this weekend so i got to go see a couple. Mm. we'll talk about that later but well i went um i did go to the theater saturday and i don't know if this was matinee pricing because it was a three o'clock show but the that ticket was still only like 825 mm-hmm. it still wasn't bad yeah um and but the the beer was more expensive than it is on tuesdays <laughs> so that was that was a bummer but uh what did I do? Um, so I've moved, obviously. Well, maybe not obviously, but I was not at Williamsburg last time. Did you time use movers or did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've moved camp. Um, and yesterday I went down to uh, Jamestown Island, which is a national park there where the original Jamestown settlement was. It's a great big statue of uh, John Smith. All oh, right. Um, Pocahontas and John Smith there with the with the little raccoon and the hummingbird yeah yeah there's there's also a smaller statue of pocahontas it's not very close to the john smith one but they've got like it's like an archaeology thing where they're like trying to uncover the foundations and stuff of the buildings that right. were there it's kind of cool i had never been there uh, i went out there yesterday before i forget this main point because they do a sunrise easter service yeah. Um, from I think some of the local churches or something, and it's one of the according to them, it's possibly one of the longest running outdoor sunrise Easter services in the country. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they base that on, but um, I went to that, and I have been in this area twice with my family, um, to see Colonial Williamsburg and um, Jamestown and Yorktown are both pretty close Mm. uh here but apparently and i i'm not entirely 
clear on this except that I I went to that service and then I went and got breakfast and I came back because I saw the signs that it was a national park and I wanted to get my book stamped, my passport. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. And I went to the main, like, Jamestown place where I've gone with my family, um, which is, I guess, like a like some kind of recreation. Like, there's like a village recreation back on the mainland from where the sort of island is where actual historic Jamestown was. And this, this other side is where I went with my family both times, like, uh, 2009. And then we went in, I want to say spring of 21. Um, and they have the ships. They have a couple of the ships reproduction, like out on the, on the water at the James river there. And so I went, like, after breakfast, I went back to that place and walked around the gift shop. And I'm like, I don't see any of the normal National Park Service stuff that I expect. And I, like, I thought about asking somebody, and then it was kind of busy. So I got out my phone and was looking around. And I'm like, oh, it's not here. There's a separate, like, visitor center back out on the island where I was. And so I went out there and bought stickers and got the stamp and... (laughs) <laughs> did the whole thing and all that stuff but uh that was my that was my sunday it was kind of the rest of the day was pretty relaxed because i got up so early i had to get up at six which i know is probably not early for some people mm-hmm. but it's about two hours earlier than i normally get up right um about about as early as when i woke up to to see the sunrise a couple of weeks ago like, our, our buddy trotsky who, who like you and I are, are night owls and, and sleep in people. Uh, right. he, he once told me a week or two ago, he's like, yeah, I just, uh, tell everyone that I work with, um, that I'm on Pacific time. And I was like, Oh, that actually works out perfectly. <laughs> so, totally. They're like, Oh, do you live in San Francisco? I was like, no, I, I live on the East and the East Eastern standard time, but I just run on Pacific time. It's like the, it's like the camping thing. Yeah. I, um, our home office for work is in Maryland, and so we we function on Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we started, when I started this job, I mean, it's not the same job that I started, but um, both the founders and I were all in Easter Time. And all of January, February, when I was in Texas, none of us were in Easter Time. I mean, the home office is still Eastern Time, but um, in my team... I was in Central Time. One guy's in Salt Lake City, so he's in Mountain Time. And the other guy's in Spain, so he was like UTC plus one or something. <laughs> Maybe just UTC, I don't remember. Um, and, of course, now I'm back in back in Eastern Time here in Virginia, but um, that was funny. That that has got to be a little well. weird thing that, that you do more than, than most is that you, you know, you're changing time zones type thing. Not Maybe not as often as you would expect because I don't – um, I'm sort of just like, I go to an area and I'm hanging around there sure. for a while. Like I was in Texas for six weeks and I've been in Virginia. I'll be in this area for about six weeks. I did go to North Carolina for one stop, but that was, it was just over the border from here. There are just a lot of parks. There are more parks closer together, maybe not more parks, but there are as many parks close together here as there were in Texas. 
um, and yeah. not as spread out as the one in Texas. But of course, I was in Texas because it was cold everywhere else. A lot of these parks weren't open. Yeah, I was. I was. Um, I was telling Sid how you're going in the to, winter to months. see the the parks and, and stuff. And I told her, I said, he's getting his Junior Ranger badges. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she knew what, what that was. I she, I do see those stamps everywhere that I get these stamps. Right. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty. They used to give out. They used to give out like like badges. Like they're like cloth kind of type badges things mm. which were, I see, were pretty nice i see stuff like that in places but uh yeah we had a whole shadow box of them for, for the girls um right which right. Was, i mean you probably caught up to what they had at that time but on our trip out west we we'd done that so yeah those are always i always think that's the neatest thing those you know it's just a cool little thing like get passport stamped or things saying i was here officially right i i did this right. thing which is yeah. kind of neat um Proof that yeah, so you were there. Not not too much, not too much aside from that. I did go see um, the movie that you watched and and talked about last week. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at the same time with bagels. That, am I saying that all at once? The, the everything, everything, everywhere, all at once the, with the bagel. Everything bagels. Um, everything, everything bagels. Uh, do you want to talk about this movie? Yeah, sure. I don't know if you have any other. Uh, news or, or no no that's fine we can yeah go on straight there all right uh so i mean you gotta go into what spoilers right away because yeah i don't i don't know that there's much i can say about this without spoiling it i'll put a link to the trailer in the show notes um and the trailer isn't like one of those trailers that spoils anything either it does set up no that it's a multiversal movie it's it's a multiverse story and that's basically all i knew going into it yeah and that's so, all you kind of need to know i'm gonna hit the bell here because there's so much yeah. it's everything right it's everything all right we're gonna talk about the movie everything everywhere all at once in great detail so if you haven't seen it and want to see it and not get spoiled on those details you should skip ahead now for sure so what'd you think uh Boy, this movie was so, so much of this movie was so dumb. Uh, yeah, right? Like it was, And, and yeah. in like, in in an amazing way. Yeah. I, I don't think. So, so uh, dumb, which, which almost makes it good. Like not, not, I don't mean that yeah. isn't a, a bad good. Like, wait, like, I mean. It's, it's, it's so hard to describe. And I hope yeah. that if you're still here, you have already seen it. So you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Cause, because um, just saying things like that made me. I don't want to turn people off to it. Like I don't want to call it right. dumb and then then not right. watch it. Um, because it, what I kind of tried to say a little bit to somebody who had asked uh, was, I, I used silly. D dumb is the is a good mm -hmm. term too. I said uh, so. I said, but it's like Marvel has silly. Like it's you go watch Civil War and it's a very serious thing or Winter Soldier and there's still little little silly jokes occasionally, right? It, it, yeah, it breaks this things was, up. This goes this beyond that. This was like, this was like Free Guy. It was it was more silly than Free Guy <laughs> when it when it got silly. Yeah. Um, and I mean, hot hot dog hands is clearly one of the things we're talking about there. And uh, hot dog hands, like that's just that's just one piece of it. It's just I one, can't remember. Butt plugs was I, so good. I can't remember the last movie I saw where I had so many visceral reactions <laughs> yeah. right? right like the the theater was crowded and it's it's a i've talked about the theater before it has big seats mm -hmm. right so yeah. i wasn't like 
it's not like being in a plane. Like yeah. I had space with my table and stuff, but yeah. there was there were people on either side of me. And I was still like at one point I put my hands over my eyes. Like I did not want to <laughs> see what was about to happen, which I think was when the husband is giving himself paper cuts. Oh, I did not yeah. I did not want to watch that. <laughs> can't, right. Can't watch this. Um and she tells him, Are the, you like, crazy? Right. Co- coincidentally, uh, our buddy Pete just sent us a photo from real life of a like award of achievement or something from a, f- it's not his, but somebody else got from a former employer. Yeah. And it's that award that looks like that, that looks like a butt plug. <laughs> right, right. And, and so as soon as I saw it on Jamie Lee Curtis's desk, on the IRS agent's desk, I was like, oh, it's one of those. That's funny. They just slipped that in. Yeah. And then like, they draw attention to like she picks it up and holds it <laughs> holds and the characters are like that looks did she not see what it looks and i'm like yeah. oh they're doing the thing where like you thought it was a subtle joke but they're gonna draw attention to it yeah. and then there's a whole sequence <laughs> with it later i'm like really their rule of threesing this 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 butt plug trophy <laughs> it's it, that's another thing that i had mentioned is that you know uh, when when I talk about this movie, uh, whether you should watch it in a theater, uh, I think I might have said this last week, and I'll, I'll, it bears repeating, is that you totally can watch this movie at home. It's not a problem to watch this at home. Right. Um, but, because right. there's no theater-specific things that you there's, need to, th- there se. There are special effects, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's but it's pretty small. It's pretty tame. Yeah. If you, if you can see, like... I saw Spider-Man No Way Home in a packed theater. Yeah. And so there were there were big reactions to stuff, big yeah. cheers for the character reveals, stuff like that. Um and then I saw it again in a kind of, you know, not crowded theater and it was just, you know, oh it's a movie, we're all watching a movie. Yeah. This was like people laughed at stuff, people reacted with I was like surprised at that. shock and disgust. Yeah. When he eats the chapstick, people are like, "Oh, no." Nah. Right. I was I was really surprised at, at how and hearing it from you as well. I've seen this twice now. I saw it on, once on my own, and then I went sit showed Sydney went and watched it. She absolutely loved it mm-hmm. as well too. But yeah. in both those two times, it's not like it's opening weekend, you know. And, and it's right. the, the theater, and it's not like this has a big buildup where people are emotionally invested in coming into an MCU character thing. You know, it's it just it had so many audience reactions. Like genuine, because and I think it's just because you're in it. And that that brings you back to the how you watch it. While while you don't need to watch it in a theater, you do need to watch it in a place where you're not interrupted. Um, yeah, be, because yeah. because it does be- pull you in. And, a- and, and if you for, if you miss things like The Rock, like you miss it, it seems like a silly throwaway thing, and then it just keeps coming back, right? Or the yeah. the butt plug yeah. or whatever you know the the circle right. the black circle on things you know. There, there's just so many little things that are seems well, the, like throwaway, but it's not. The 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 bagel is a perfect example the too, bagel. right? Yeah. Like you've got this you've got this character of this daughter who's having a who's having an existential crisis, mm-hmm. right? She's having an identity crisis. She has she's having this like serious serious um 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 breakdown. Like, conflict conflict seems like the wrong word but there's she has this problem with her mom right and mm, and that's see, the yeah. the oh yeah the yeah, base yeah. the core michelle yao character yeah like both with her daughter and her father and her husband 
and her customers and the IRS agent. Like she's she, you know, that's the arc of the story, right? Yeah. Is her going from this this isolated, overworked, over just like not failure, but like I don't know what, what one <laughs> well, word they describe they, they that, describe it this, that they this, in the movie they say this is the worst you. Right, it's the worst possible version of. She's her. like, surely. What and, about the hot dog lady? He's like, no, this is the worst. But year. like, <laughs> but just just for the daughter, right? Like, the daughter's in this place where she doesn't understand, and even like, maybe this is one of those things. Like I talked about Shonen last week, where like I've I've experienced. I'm not that old, but I've experienced enough of life that I can tell when the mom tells her she's getting fat. It sounds cruel. Yeah. But I, but I understand. I don't understand. But I, I sympathize and empathize enough with what's going on with the mom. Like she can't articulate. It's like I talked about before we started recording about Coda, mm. um, and this, whatever. Coda is a movie about hearing impaired people. Yeah. Um, I said most of us probably aren't going to get to experience and get to aren't going to have the opportunity to experience the struggle of communicating with a hearing impaired person or as a hearing impaired person. Mm. But we are all going to experience problems communicating, yeah, right? right? Where you have something in you. Like, I understand why it's difficult for um, um, Evelyn yeah. to, to tell her father that her daughter is gay, yeah. right? right? Like. There's there's so much going on there. Her relationship with I mean, even in the flash, they show the the first time they show all the decisions of her life and the nurse or doctor or whatever telling her father, I'm sorry, it's a girl. Yeah, right, right. Really you quickly. See that yeah. with the with the subtitles. And like I under, like I don't understand Japanese culture or uh, Chinese culture, but I know that that is that that is a thing, right? Yeah, that right young girls are are undervalued compared to boys yeah right and so like her whole her whole um um identity starts from that base right starts from her father being disappointed that she is a girl right 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 uh and 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 spreads out from there so she gets in this situation where her daughter her daughter is trying to introduce her girlfriend to her grandpa and she can't like there's language barrier, there's expectations, there's all this going on. But in that moment where her daughter's leaving, Evelyn can't find the words to communicate that. Which she wants to, to. You can tell she does. But but she wants to. Yeah. And so she expresses this this um um this concern that just sounds like a flippant insult. But I can I can feel I can I can hear and sense the the love that's behind it. As a weird thing to say, right? right? Because it's like you know, you you have the right like that's communication, right? We can't yeah. we well, can't convert emotions into words. That's why we have well, the, the, art. The movie, that's why we have the, music and painting. The and, movie works um, so well to describe exactly what you're saying by at the very end she tells Becky she needs to grow her hair out. Like she, she, she does that exactly what you're saying, but right. by what we've gone through and because this, the story was so well-crafted and written that you are getting exactly what you're like, the audience is getting what Dennis here is describing, right? That, that you're, you're, we're getting that, um, she has a trouble communicating 
what she's feeling, but it still is, you know, heartfelt, even though she's kind of insulting. Right. And then right. when they give the insult insult at the end, you're like, Oh, it's not an insult. And then the characters know that. Right. Which just right. puts a whole different right. spin. So that's, that's a many, one of the many things. Anyway, I, I, w- I went way deep in that. The, the point I wanted to make was that the, the, um, Jobu Tabaki, yep, the, yep. the villain. Well, well done. I always of the daughter. I, I think, I hope that I'm pretty close to that. Yeah, right. Um, she, right. Like she sees all possibilities, right. And is lost she is in everything in, everywhere all at once. Right. Yeah. In, in nihilism. Yeah. Right. And they, and they express that with this weird, stupid bagel thing. Right. It's like, there's a bagel and she put everything on it. And I probably literally face palmed watching this movie. Like, <laughs> what you mean? like my hand, my hand went to my head and I'm like, what really everything bagel? Right. Are you really, is that really how you're, and then it, it sticks. They commit to that bit for the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's this like black hole. That's going to suck her in this black bagel. And she's got her hair done up on the thing. And it's like, no, that's, that's the whole thing. And then it's, you know, is she going to let her go? And then she does let her go, but she doesn't, you know, yeah, they, the, they have the, 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 the I, I like that, that little section when they, she tells what she put on it. She's like every entry from Craigslist about whatever, like she, mm-hmm. she does everything. I can see the face palm there. It's like, Oh my God, they're, they're literally doing everything. Like, you know, dogs, whispers yeah. and things like, you know, it's so hilarious. Um, which, which is, it is crazy. It's a good thing hard to describe to anyone that, you know, the absurdity of so much of it. Um, right. But while still 100% getting across very, very difficult topics and communicating yeah. them in a better way than I've, I think I've ever seen in movies like that, that what you, that's just one of the many things, uh, examples of what you were just talking about with communicating between parents and multi-generational stuff. Um, and, uh, the multiverse, like not just the the Spider Verse type stuff, where you've got like just little variations of characters. Like this is big, heavy multiverse, you know, thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought when Jobu Tapaki talks to, like, they finally have a show off. Is what it is. It's the scene in in the movie where um, she yeah. she's kind of like uh, Evelyn has come around and she thinks she's powerful enough to fight her. And she's like, fine, hit me, right? And it just, the the way the director, like, they did six different punches type thing all at once real quickly and real fast mm-hmm. shots. And then, like, she hits her and then she goes to the ground. She's like, oh, and the dad walks in. She's like, nothing, dad, right? It's just, it's so absurd. But that whole scene, she kind of, and that's when she explains the bagel and mm-hmm. makes you understand and feel relatably what it might be like for somebody who sees that there's no point in it. Like if you could see all of that and we're in all those places and doing all those things and it, and there's the, in, like looking into the infinite, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's hopeless. And I, I can't describe it. I, I couldn't write it down in paper. I couldn't, I've never read a book that could describe that thing as well as this movie did with visual medium and acting and writing just kind of all comes together for something very complex like that. And they do that all, all over the place. They do that with, um, like I said, that, uh, her, that the fact that the daughter's gay, uh, they tackle that, they tackle him wanting a divorce, the husband, right. Him always being happy. Um, 
and you don't know. I think you sent me a text. What was it? I didn't. What did you say? You said I didn't know where they're going with any of this. And at the end, you one hundred percent see it, but you don't know that it's what they're doing, right? Yeah, because it's set up like you get the characters at the beginning, and you're like, okay, everybody's unhappy. Yeah, right. For for a variety of reasons, all the I described all the characters a couple yeah. minutes ago yeah. in the in this family, except right? for the dad, and who, like, who is who is an eternal optimist. The, her husband, you mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Played by Aguni, um, short round from Indiana Jones, coming out of oh, retirement. That's the guy. He seemed he seemed kind of familiar, and that and now you say that I hear his voice yeah. and stuff, but that's yeah. funny. Can't miss it once once you know it. <laughs> His ridiculous fanny pack. His fanny pack that went yeah. on so long. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, you like you, you set up these characters, and you're like, okay, the characters are unhappy. They're all they have their and like, um, Waymon is not. He's not. He's. I mean, he's unhappy too. He's not unhappy the same way the other ones are. Yeah. The other characters because he's such a happy-go-lucky optimist, but he still is like. He doesn't want a divorce, but he's going to use the threat of divorce to get his wife's attention to try and resolve their their issue. Yeah, issues. My and my very favorite so, thing. Go ahead. So from the start, I'm like, okay, here's the story. Here's the like, we're gonna do a lot of whack. We're probably, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm probably gonna see some wacky stuff because I remember the trailer. Yeah, and right. You, get you know, you're gonna get some bits, wacky. like. Like you see him on the surveillance camera start to do some uh, some parkour, right. and you're like, okay, what's he's some kind of agent? And then it just like, once it starts, once that reveal starts, like it escalates fast. Yeah, right. And and, and you, you get use lost the right words. Like, commit. They commit to everything they do. Right. Everything. It's like, oh, well, to to access an alternate version of your of yourself, you've got to do something random. And I'm like, oh, it's a little um. It's a little hitchhiker's guide where, like, yeah. it's really improbable that you would do this thing. So in the timeline where you do this thing, you have this this skill. Right? And, and they don't just do that, like, as a once or twice joke. They double down. Then they triple down. Then they have an entire room full of enemies all together doing weird things. Room full of people, like, <laughs> right. humping the pillar of the building. Right. And, it's, it, um, they just commit. Yeah. They just commit. It. They're like, oh, you know, she's what if in the timeline she was a maid in this office, and so she knows where the button is that opens the secret BDSM room, uh, the it. the Fifty Shades room. Um, I, w- I want to say and... something about Waymong yeah, real quick. I, I he was my favorite. Like he's I mo- I, I most identify with him. Um, sure, but something that that helped me, like again, writers. I, I hope that you get some kind of accolades, whether it be awards or just you know good universal love uh because he when he's in his the multiverse where they're like successful but they didn't get married and you know she she went off on her own by the way the, the line oh, that she says like i need to get my husband back so i can tell him how wonderful life i have without him that was great <laughs> uh is that you know they're they're coming to the end here and he's he has a long monologue about right you know coming back together he's way is the one that kind of saves them all right and right. he says, <clears throat> you, always, you and your or your father always saw that me looking at the bright side and being happy and goofy was a weakness, you know, and that it's <laughs> uh, I mean, it's me being naive. He said it's not, and his line is, uh, it's necessary and strategic. 
I love that. I saw that second time even and I was like, it's so perfect. He says, it's necessary and strategic. It's how I fight. I have a difficult time. And it's I he, like he says, I face the same issues that you do and the same struggles and the same heart shape. And, and it doesn't mean that I don't feel them because I am dancing or being silly. It's the way that I fight to continue on for to move forward is to try to try desperately to look for positive things and happy things. And it's so hard and he fights for it. And that's why when he's, you know, coming to a divorce type thing, you know that he, he has lost the fight. Right. Um, so it was, that character was just so good to me. And she sees that. And that's when she starts fighting. Like she said, she fights like him. Right. Uh, with, mm-hmm. with, with positivity and always trying to look for the, the upside stuff. Uh, so I really, I really like Waymong a whole lot and well done by, uh, his name's Ki Ki Hu, I think his name Ki Kwong. Ki Hu Kwong. Yeah. Um, uh, also, can I comment how the cast in this is m- so multifaceted? Not just the leads, but like I-, I just didn't notice that all the characters are all in all of the multiverses. Like the actors are playing multiple people multiple times, and I mm. like, like there's the guy that plays uh, Rakakuni, which is a riot. Mm. The the raccoon on uh. the head. Yeah, yeah. Right? Again, so abs- much so absurd. you're like you're like, "Oh, here's a bit. Here's a bit about Ratatouille. Are we going to That's that's funny. Ha ha. <laughs> Are do, do, would you expect that we're going to have another 20 minutes of screen time with this character <laughs> in this bit because we are. Because we are. That's right. Uh that character there, he he is one of the one he's the one that uh uh attacks her and puts the other uh award up his rear end and when they fight mm-hmm. so he's in that he's also in several other scenes throughout right. throughout the movie in different multiverses and i don't <clears> notice <throat> them so it's kind of like they had 10 cast members and they just kept using them all over the place and i was like yeah oh, oh man that's it's second time through i i noticed all of that so yeah i i, I could go on and on about this movie because i i did say that to put it out there was that this is in my top 10 movies of all time which is a lot to say for somebody my age seeing so many things sure um, but i just i just can't deny that i i really felt great coming out of it i can't say one bad thing about the movie i really can't i can't even give it a, a down anything because the down things are intentionally absurd right yeah um yeah i mean boy i don't know this is we're early in the year to say this but for for as ridiculous as this premise is as this production and this story and all of this is i i would not be surprised if this movie goes up for an oscar i would not be surprised if it doesn't get multiple nominations around like i thought that the daughter was phenomenal michelle yao is incredible they're all i mean the the primary and i mean obviously jamie lee curtis is a veteran yeah and and so is michelle yao but the the daughter is amazing uh James Hong, uh, I've not seen, I don't know, I'm sure that I've seen him in something else. I'll remember him most as as the character in, in Kim's Convenience. Oh, I, I, I the, remember his, his voice mostly from uh, the Kung Fu Panda series type stuff. He's the dad. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't I don't know that I've seen any of those movies. I okay. probably saw the first one once years he's ago. He's got a great voice. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, he's, he's Wei good. Mong was great. Like, all of the main... Even the the girlfriend who you don't see a lot like is perfect, perfect. in this role, right? Um, 
And the story, like, like who could take look? We raved about Free Guy last yeah. year, right? As like it's something different. It's something like it's video gamey, but it's generic. It's Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds, but it's still like the core of it is this sort of it's an identity story for him and it's a love story for the for the other two this is just like um just like jurassic park right just like we say <laughs> about the best of i know i'm throwing a lot of references in here <laughs> like the best some of the best spielberg movies are a movie about something mundane a movie about something common right a family has communication and relationship issues yeah right. happens to literally every family right and by the end of the movie they've resolved those yeah if ha you having that, multiple feelings of resolution if, was so nice right you put those in a movie in a synopsis and you say here's a family with communication issues and at the end they're gonna resolve those issues that's a hallmark movie that's right. the most boring movie right. you've ever seen what if a family with relationship issues taps into the multiverse has a massive battle and through all of that through seeing into the the infinite of the multiverse figures out how to relate to each other how to communicate to each other and and what each of them want and need in in all the possibilities i mean just like she says when she's consoling deirdre toward the end like even in a stupid universe where we have hot dog fingers there's something good. There's something mm. positive. Mark, mark that down as another should have been one off bit that ends up being a 20 minute character yeah. exploration. Yeah. You like, of love like interest oh, it's a, it's a, it's a call. It, you know, it's an homage to 2001, a space odyssey. What if way back? Oh my when, God. When, when that scene the, happened, the I apes, laughed so hard. Apes evolved. Like there's the one ape dying and he's got a normal, hand. normal. He's, hand. <laughs> he's hot dog and apes. They won. And here's where we are in the present day. And I'm like, what what how is this the whole theater laughing so that. this this <laughs> stupid bit is so well thought out <laughs> so well thought out and then they turn it into a love story like jamie lee curtis comes in and she's and you genuinely feel sad for her when she gets rejected by evelyn and, and like <laughs> you're in the theater and the music's playing and she's like even in a stupid world where we have hot dog for hands we we get really good with our feet. With our feet. And I'm like, that's that's so stupid. Why am I like emotionally moved by it? <laughs> and then and then they double down again by like continuing showing three or four shots of them playing like a piano with their their mouth shaped and toes, mm. and then they're picking up eating dinner with their toes, and you're like, oh my god, this show is. It's <laughs> it's it's so it's so dumb but so good but so good and and another thing i used to tell people or i didn't tell you but i want to I, I i thought of like I, what should i tell people about this was um it's about uh people with a boring a family with a boring life that do boring stuff and then you find out at the end that boring is okay and that sounds terrible like that says not a, that is not a pitch to go watch this movie but that's the truth right. like they they don't have any more exciting life at the end right i mean no, no, they, there's they, no like, no big, they're, they're, the, they don't win the lottery or anything. Yeah. The literal, the literal realities of their lives are unchanged. It's yeah. just them. Yeah. Right. They've changed through this, through this experience. And there, and there are, and there are genuine in this crazy chaos and, and, and hilarity and absurdity. 
there's like genuine emotion that you feel. And I, and again, I, I, when I say uh, up for awards, it's, I think that's acting and writing and directing all of that kind of comes together that I have real emotions about, you know, um, what they're doing in when absurd things are on the screen, you know, when, when that's all happening, I, I really feel like, uh, Jobu Tapaki joy is, is doing is ridiculous. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I genuinely feel her when she's trying to basically like commit suicide. Right. Right. I, I feel for her and I feel for the mom and they do a, a quick Kung Fu battle, like, you know, prep type thing where they're going to fight each other. And then the mom ends on like a hug kind of uh, thing. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just, those little movements like that just makes you just have the feels. Right. And then when she attacks her, she, she comes, she sees an opening and the mom darts in and just grabs her for a hug. That's her attack. Right. And you're like, Oh, this is, this is also great. And then you see it in the face of joy, which is Jobu at the time of, Mm -hmm. of, um, stop trying to make me feel, you know, and she says so many things and it's in her face. It's the, the face acting and, uh, her, her holding back. You know, you can tell that Stephanie uh, is wanting to is holding some emotions back right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, just just so, 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 so well done. And you, you're right. You have resolutions from the dad relationship, from the daughter relationship, from the husband relationship. You even have a relationship from Deidre, from Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and they fit that all in. The rock sequence is another great one. Right. Like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> There's this is the where. Uh, was it the world evolved where there was no human life or something like that? Most of these are like yeah. that. And it just goes on for a long time with the ha ha ha's. Um, yeah. And then when the rock turns around with the googly eyes, you just like, about lost it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we got to cut this off or we'll talk about this forever, but yeah. I so really in, love this. in, I really in love final, this final thoughts, um, I, boy, this is, this movie is a lot and I'm so, not going to, I'm not going to pretend that it's not. I, I think I, I messaged my sister and I was like, you and Sarah should definitely go try to see this. Probably take Andrew. I think it'd probably be a lot for like my parents, but sure, sure. sure. It's, I mean, it's, you have to stay focused. You have to, it's, it's for anyone who can stay yeah. focused watching a movie. Yeah. And, and just like you said last week, this is a movie in a theater, not, it's a movie to see in the theater, not necessarily for visual spectacle or sound. Although both of those are very well executed. Yeah. Um, it's really the um the the cadence and the um the full attention right yeah. that are that are so difficult to maintain outside of a theater environment um and can be in a theater environment if it's you know it's a crying baby or or something sure. like that but um less likely this, they even you're up to get up to go get a drink and pause it and this movie does what a thing that i say um I can sometimes and not not always and and almost not often, but every once in a while I'll be watching an anime and I'm like, oh, there's this guy and he's fighting in this mech and now he's here at the end and he's held off the enemy and he's practically dead, but I know he's not going to die and his commanding officer comes, who's a, a woman, and she's, you know, it's okay, you can rest now. And I'm like, why am I crying at this, <laughs> you know, guy in a mech fighting these other mechs like this is so goofy right um this movie does that kind of thing where the the real human emotion can cut through because i'm distracted by all this crazy nonsense happening all the time yeah and that's 
and and, Boy, and, that's, and all that's, of the characters... that's almost a spoiler but if you if you see the trailer you know that there's weird multiverse stuff that happens in this movie yeah. but that's that's the sort of uh praise i want to give this movie is that it's it's like an anime in the best possible sense of that phrase yeah and, and my from, my from thing me. is on the final comments is i've said before it's top 10 movies um but I would recommend, who do I recommend this to? Everyone. Everyone who can sit in, through a two-hour movie. And and by the way, that that is a bad way to say that. Sit through a two-hour movie. Like, this movie does an excellent job of when you sit down, you are in it. Like, you, there, it mm. doesn't get boring. You, in the spoiler section, mentioned that it starts right away and doesn't stop. You know, it gets going. Um, and, it, and it does. And I think that never one time that I feel like this was a long movie, because it's not. It's like two hours. Uh, th- never did I feel like there was slow, yeah. slow periods or things that were needed to been trimmed out or was drug out every bit. I was there for all of it. I uh, mean, the closest thing to being slow is in the beginning when they're establishing the characters. And even that is compelling yeah. in the, in the tension that you can feel right from the start anyway. Yeah. So. And, and Michelle Yao, just so, so, so good. Like, you know, I, I've, she's been around forever and I've seen her in a lot of things that I've enjoyed her for a long time. She's definitely mm-hmm. one of my favorite actresses, but in the last 10 years, I think it feels like she's just like been on everything that I love. So she is, you know, Philippa Giorgio on discovery. She, yeah. now that hindsight, discovery, looking, Giorgio favorite, was one of my favorite favorites. star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite star Trek. Well, she was always <laughs> a joy to watch on that show and then she's not on it anymore. Uh, surprise, surprise. Her, her and Christopher Pike go away. And then I'm like, okay, not interested. Um, mm-hmm. but she, she was also fantastic on that, on that show. I first saw her on, um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was one of the first, oh, right, right. it was one of the first movies that I watched in the theater subtitled and mm. was, it like changed my whole perception of subtitles, um, okay. and, and how important they, it's important to how different it is and how, you know, vitally different a performance is. And she, she was that she did just so good in that movie that it made me, you know, love that movie and not necessarily mm-hmm. for just the, the overblown action that it has in there, but she's so good. Right. Uh, so seeing her throughout the years and then in this one, like, Oh yeah, this, this lady deserves multiple accolades. And as you said, I think it was in the spoiler section. I think this movie does, if if it doesn't have some kind of nomination for rewards, it's crazy. It would be crazy that they wouldn't do it. It fits right into the the Oscars of little known. I mean the thi- movie, the things that they say of like outstanding achievement or the like. I don't know if you call it foreign language because it does both, right? It That's both, the one right. maybe caveat is there are a lot of subtitles. It's probably at the same level with like Shang Chi. Yeah, uh, and the ten. Rings like it's just where, natural a Chinese American family they, how they go back and forth. Right, they yeah. dip in. I mean, you see that from the very beginning. Like yeah. they're talking and they're dipping in and out between Mandarin and uh, and English. Yeah, it's, I assume it's it could be Cantonese. I don't actually know. Right, but English and and not English, uh, um, back and forth. Yeah. Um. So but yeah, yeah the like the uh, like the phrasing, outstanding achievement. The only the only reason I think that might not be the case is that we're pretty early in the year. And who knows what could happen between now and then? If a lot of amazing yeah. movies come out, it might get it might get bumped. But I'll be surprised if it doesn't get at least something, maybe original screenplay at the very least. Yeah. So for 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 when you said like exceptional, you know, examples of stuff is 
Uh, this is definitely always is for now. It's my staple thing to say. If anyone comes up to me in, at any time and says Hollywood doesn't do original things, I'm going to 100% point them to this. Like, go right. watch this movie. They absolutely do. You're just watching the Marvel movies over and over again. You're just seeing the, the marketing. Go watch. There are movies out there that are interesting and new and completely a different. Like Shakespeare wasn't doing this multiversal thing, right? So, right. Um, Go go watch this. It's it's worth your time. It's worth your money. Um, I'm a long time person saying you know vote with your money type thing. And mm. and and it's great to go watch Star Trek movies on there. They're definitely deserve your money too. But this is one that you know if you can pay for the the cast to say people like this, you know, well sure. done. Then that's that's sure. that's money well spent. Uh, cool. Okay. So that was a lot, but worth it for, sure. for a little talk. Yeah. Let's um let's talk briefly. I don't have a lot to say about this, which I, is a thing I say a lot. But, <laughs> um, the the trailer dropped for a new trailer dropped for or maybe first real trailer drop whatever for um, uh Thor Love and Thunder. This Love is and Thunder, Thor right. Thor yeah, four. They were getting they were getting some kind of flack recently. O- oddly, I, it's funny how they react to timing. But like in the last week, they've been getting some flack because it comes out the beginning of June. And we've not seen one hide nor hair of it, and it's got like a month and a half to go. Um, uh, so it dropping I was mean, kind of a surprise drop. This is this is the first I'm hearing about that, but that it feels like like how much mar- it, it, you know it's Disney, so they're going to do marketing. But like, how much marketing do they really need to do? Like, people are going <laughs> to see yeah. stuff, and I mean, if you're if it's Black Widow, yeah, market it because otherwise people are going to be like, what's this? But Thor, like. Their, the last Thor movie was Ragnarok, like one of the best, um, one of the best, you know, outside of mm-hmm. the whole conversation about Infinity War Endgame. But like Ragnarok was probably one of the best, if not the best movies in phase four sure. of, of, of MCU, at, at the very least, like fan favorite, like crowd Th- favorite. Three, correction real quick, it's phase three, but yeah. Is it phase three? Are we yeah. in phase four now? We're in phase four now. Yeah. So, someone okay, out yes. there is blowing a gasket saying that's one reason. I'm right. They're yelling at their phone. How okay, dare this night? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Put uh, your. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And, and uh, there, there was an article, I think it was on io9 today about exactly what you just said. Like, does do MCU movies need marketing at all? It was the title they're, of the article. They are their own marketing, especially if they're good. Right. Yeah. Like we're in we're in phase four now. So there's less like big anticipation right like as we were building toward the thanos thing people like oh we're gonna go see because you got to find out we got to see everyone but um yeah like thor is is a gimme right like he ran off at the end of the events of endgame with the guardians yeah like well people like the guardians and people like thor ragnarok yeah obviously people are gonna go see this movie yeah um and it's not even as it's it's probably even more of a um, I, I use this expression a gimme, but like when we say genre film, right? That's mm-hmm. it's a movie with a built-in audience already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even more so probably than uh, Strange and Multiverse of Madness, which they are hyping both yeah. with actual marketing and with things like What If yeah, or right, uh, yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home, right? Like right. they're using their other shows and movies to market the next ones. Yeah, Strange um, has only had one movie before this. And right, he right. is he's a lesser he, known character. 
he was he was prominent in Infinity War yes, Endgame, hundred percent, and um, and in the new Spider Man and things like that. So, right, and in and in No Way Home. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all of that we went off on kind of abstract. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There was a lot of stuff. Yeah, in this it's, trailer. It's, it's very chaotic. It's, um, it seems it seems uh, Ragnaroki. Like it's got Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. He's the director Energy. and writer. Yeah, so yeah, you know it's it's gonna. I think it's gonna be more more of that. Um, Ragnarok was funny comedian. It really changed the the landscape for Thor. Um, and but it still had heart to it and had a good story and good storytelling all around. It was a solid movie. And I think this one feels the same way, right? It feels like it's got all the absurdity. Not to the level of everything everywhere, but it's got absurdity and, and jokes and you know funny haha stuff, but also you know bringing the bringing the thunder as they as they say. Um, yeah, there's there's not a lot to talk about with the trailer per se. I do think that uh, we're going to see less of the Guardians than some people might hope. I think I have a feeling sure. there, like he'll do his training montage to get away from Fat Thor. We'll do a whole scene battle with him and Star Lord, you know, going back and forth you know, being jokey and then mm-hmm. he'll, he'll leave the guardians. They'll leave. Right. Cause you even saw it on the trailer. Like he's looking up with Korg and then they take off. I have a feeling that's going to happen relatively early, easy act one, you know, it's not, you know, the first half of act one. Uh, so we won't have a whole lot of guardians in there. Um, they do show at the very end, spoiler for if you've seen the trailer, they show Natalie Portman, Thor, uh, mm-hmm. which Jane is Foster. Jane Foster Thor. Uh, she is looking beefy as all get out. I thought that was like CG. Then I went and looked and they've got like people taking pictures of set photos and she is evidently packed on some muscle. She is, mm. looks like a bodybuilder type stuff now, uh, which is not like, I take that back. She's like uh, Chris Hemsworth bodybuilder. Like Hemsworth isn't kind of gross. He's very... <laughs> Proportionally not, muscular, right? Yeah, he's not John Cena or or Schwarzenegger, or, right? Yeah, or and and she Rock looked and the pictures I've seen of her like looks like that. The, that's to say that in the trailer you see her like really strong arms, like and you see the pictures of Natalie Portman now. She's those are her arms. So like, holy cow, she's really committed to this you know physicality of this role. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, somebody Which I can respect. Had... I mean, I mean, you can sort of see the progression because that's exactly the thought progression that that you had watching the trailer you'd like you see that and people are going to be like oh cgi but i can sort of see the thought process of an actress it's like everybody's going to say that so i need to make it real just like just like chris evans did just like chris hemsworth did it's the it's the meme Uh, my buddy sent me this meme a few months ago maybe even last year and i probably told this anecdote on the air before but uh uh chris evans Steve Rogers, they're like, here's here's Chris Evans before Captain America movies, and here's Chris Evans now. Yeah. And they're like, are are we sure they didn't really give him a super serum? <laughs> right, yeah. Because no. they did. And, and I was like, well, in a way, they gave him a super serum. It's, uh, we're going to give you tons of money as <laughs> right? long as you, you always look like this. Yeah. And right. so, yeah, it's his job. It's his literal job to go to the gym probably right. every day, maybe a couple times a day. Yeah. Uh, he, he, the the same went yeah. for Hugh Jackman, who he would say multiple times Doing that Wolverine, he loved playing course. Wolverine, but every time he was so happy so he could eat a cheeseburger. Right. right. Um, and same kind of situation there. Yeah. Um, so 
it's fine. I'm. I didn't hear. I don't know. I'm. I'm positive, so I don't. I'm hoping it's great, and I don't want to think of anything bad or, or, or negative. I, I will say that um, I would like them to help us along with Jane Foster getting Milnier, um, because it took like like twelve movies of proving Steve Rogers' worth, so that when he picked up the hammer, it was such a huge impactful thing that somebody could do that, and. Mm. I'm hoping that they don't just be like, oh, yeah, uh, Jane Foster can do it now. Right? That, like, it's fine. Does she have Mjolnir? I didn't catch that. Yeah, at the very end, she they, they show, they it's like after it says Thor, Love and Thunder, and then they show Mjolnir. It's all cracks all in it. So, like, it's been okay. pieced together because it was broken. And then it comes and flies, and she grabs it, and it's her holding Mjolnir, um, the, the cracked Mjolnir. So, okay. like, that's... That's I'm sure that's going to be a major part of the whole show. Um, yeah, but uh, and and I know and I didn't. They're not going to show us that in the trailer. They're not, of course. I hope that they do. I, my point is that they not the trailer, but I hope that they they spend lots of time on showing her worth because I know uh, a, a major part of her character in the comic books and her her getting it was that she had cancer, um, and that she was you know she's always been a a good character anyway, a good person, right? But through doing all this stuff through cancer treatments and stuff was definitely one of those, you know, yeah, this, this woman deserves Mjolnir because of who she is all the time. Right. Um, and right. so I hope that they do that. And that's what made a lot of people like the comic books is that Jane Foster was worthy of the hammer. That's, that's the most important mm-hmm. thing that she's worthy of the hammer. And I hope, I hope they do that not just be like, you know, she's got it. Move on. Cause that would, that would cheapen a little bit, but. I don't want. Right. I don't want to think negative things. So, oh yeah. So that hmm. that happened. Um, I made the mistake of. There's also a final, one that just dropped last week. Uh, final Doctor Strange trailer. I made the mistake of watching it. Okay. Because. It's not a mistake in that um, it spoils anything. It just, I'm too hyped, right? Like you get to that point where like. Sure. I need to not. I need to be check myself. Well, it's the built it's the built in audience thing, right? Like you've already decided to see it. If you watch a trailer, you're just like messing with your expectations. Like, yeah, I shouldn't do that. It's going to help. But there's a good chance you're going to see something that's questionable. They're going to mess. I mean, I don't know if you really remember this, but think about the trailers that we saw in between Infinity War and Endgame. Right. It was all like Tony in the ship talking to the Iron Man helmet, recording his message to to uh, pepper yeah. and like uh you know most important uh, well, how did they say it like a part of the journey is the end or yeah. whatever i forget right. how it's worded it's better in whatever he says yeah and you're like oh it's gonna be sad and thing and then you go in you get into the movie and he's recording that message at the very beginning yeah right and you're like right. oh and they're here and they're gonna go and they're gonna confront thanos and uh, i would sit next to andrew my brother and i'm like we both were like they're they're doing this already. Right We're twenty the minutes into this thing. Yeah, twenty right. minutes into this, like, whatever three-hour movie, yeah. they're already confronting Thanos. Like, what is happening? Right. And the 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 trailers, while they were mostly scenes from the actual movie, which is a thing that that doesn't happen. Or you know, No Way Home is another example where there are digital alterations to the trailer. If you haven't seen that, I'm not going to say any more because it's yeah. a spoiler. But. Um, the trailers intentionally don't show you things that would spoil the movie. Like they've gotten better at at 
controlling and orchestrating that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, like you watch a trailer for a movie you already know you're going to see, and there's a good chance it's going to it's going to mess up your head. So, yeah, and that's on. that's what I worry about. This one, it showed the trailer, and this one shows uh, it's definitely there's there's the same kind of things that you see, but there's more. There's more scenes that you see in the trailer. I'm not going to say them because you you know watch it yourself. Um, but a, a couple of things is that they show more with Wanda, which which makes me. We already knew she had a big part in it, but it even feels even more so. They're like it, this. This trailer is doubling down on the other trailer of Wanda's involvement, uh, okay. and I'm like, oh, I, I shouldn't have watched that because now I'm going to be so excited about what story they're going to tell with Wanda and her kids and her and her whole experience and how it's going to tie. Now I'm going to start. My mind's going to start racing with all these exciting expectations that I want to see, mm. and it and the story may be great with her only as like in it a third of the time or something. Who knows, right? Uh, but because I'm, I'm putting things in my head, right? Well, I shouldn't do that. Right. And, it, and it's totally fine if I watch that first trailer and then just be good. Right. I should just be good. Uh, but I made the mistake of watching the second one and not knocking multiverse madness. I, as I'm saying, I'm overhyped on it now. So mm. uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I, I do think that it's going to have, it, it, it'll be the Justin movie. What we're starting to call Justin things is that Justin likes okay. to see progression in the Mar Marvel cinematic universe. Our, our friend mm. Justin. Um, okay. And I think that's, that is a movie that's going to make huge. It's going to be one of the movies, almost like Avenger level of importance. I feel um, okay. to, to everything Thor, maybe not so much, you know, Thor will be, I think a little bit more self-contained. Um, but uh, I think multiverse of man, this is going to be a, you know, a big springboard for the MCU. So yeah, that's we'll, we'll see. Uh, I saw, Speaking of things I saw this weekend, I just want to run through these two real quick, and then we'll move on to our movie. Um, I saw Sonic the Hedgehog two. I took the kids to see that. Um, go fast. Yeah, you you, you saw know, he goes fast. You saw the first one, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it was enjoyable. Um, this one is, I think, slips more into the four kids part, right? Um, like kids, kids, or like the 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 millennials who played sonic games <laughs> uh no the kids kids like the okay 11 12 year olds okay right? um and the first one was all that too uh, it just had a little bit more more heart i think i'm trying to think back of it i mean it it wasn't like a an oscar nominated movie but it was better than we all expected right that's an example of having low expectations and then something comes up high is that uh is it james marsden yeah is that actor yeah, right. I couldn't remember because that sounds like a character name. That doesn't sound like a real person's name. Yeah, I don't know why. But yeah, it it, it follows very some very formulaic stuff. Um, uh, it that it does that you expect, and as you're watching it, like as an adult, like there's nothing that really surprises you that goes on, right? Um, mm -hmm. And some things, even several several scenes are and it, or plot points are very very corny. Um, okay. So that, that you're like, oh, yeah, this is just this is a kid movie. Like when you're watching, you're like, oh, they're being they're going over the top here because it's a kid movie, right? And mm. that's that's funny for the kids, right? Sure. Um, so I liked it. I liked it for the same reason I liked the first one. So I think our buddy Fox reviewed it. Like, if you like the first one, you'll like this one. I agree. You will. I think the first one is better just because it has a little bit more heart. I want to say this one has heart too, but this just got a little bit less than the first one and is more geared towards kids. Um, and, and remember Sonic is like a 12 year old. So it's, it's, it's perfect right. for that. Um, the other one I watched, I had a, 
a movie night with uh, uh, the some ICG con buddies, um, Bill and Anthony and Troy. I saw that happening in your Discord. I almost dropped in, but I'm, yeah. I don't have. We wa- we watched uh, Velocipaster. Um, it's an Amazon movie. It is. It, it's dumb, right? I mean, inten- the, the thing is, it's intentionally dumb. Sure. And almost to the to the point where. I don't like it because of that. Like it's one of those, Hey, you, you're, you're, you're being dumb on purpose. Right. Right. Um, and, and of course being dumb on purpose is a bit, that's, that's a whole bit. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the, some of the bad movies that are bad, that are good is because they try hard and they, and it's just hilarious how they pulled it off. This one was like, okay, that's intentionally for a bad movie. You're trying to make a bad movie here to everybody to, to dumb down laugh at so it, it was i mean it, that can work too we talked for yes. a while about always sunny in philadelphia last week yes yes um and th- so this one is not is not bad in the sense that like it's bad bad it's just um uh, it's intentionally bad um like they example they they have a, a scene where a car hits somebody at the very beginning and explodes and it switches the camera switches to where the car is supposed to be and it says vfx here like it was a placeholder that didn't get oh, placed in. Okay. So you're like, oh, you're just intention. This is what this movie is, right? It's intentionally so it's diff- dumb. It's a different kind of camp. Yeah. It's it, camp. That's the that's the word. It's it's that kind of camp. And when you see the Velociraptor, you're like, oh my gosh, that looks so terrible. Like real quickly, you see a shot of a mannequin head roll over, and and that's funny, right? Because they because you catch it, you know, you catch mm-hmm. that. Oh, that was a mannequin head. It's clearly a mannequin head, but it was just real fast. Um, but then the movie starts doing like overt showing of mannequins and with people instead of people and you're like okay it was funny when you when you were like yeah it's a tricky balance right yeah uh so uh this one would be really good if you were really wasted i guess maybe (laughs) and you were like 22 you know um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't want to put down 22 year olds in here but when when you're 22 or advocate for getting super wasted super yeah neither of those things but when, when you when you when everything is silly, th- this is this is it. So at near the end of the movie, we had we had imbibed a few things, and then the ending happens, and there is when it goes super overt with its stuff, it starts it started to get funny because we were a little bit more uh, in that headspace. Um, sure. I, who would I recommend this to? College guys who were who were who were wasted one night. That's <laughs> the only thing I would the only people I would I would recommend this to. Um, so yeah, I think that's most of the stuff that I did. Hey, you want to talk about our weekly movie? Uh, we probably should. Yeah. I will, I will lead off by saying, I also don't have a whole lot to say about this one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for comparison's sake, uh, everything everywhere all at once currently is sitting at an 8.9 out of 10 on imdb escape from la from 1996 uh oh the john carpenter movie starring john carpenter yeah no it's john carpenter from terminator kurt russell steve buscemi and and i don't know a bunch of other people you probably (laughs) bunch of no i mean there were a lot of people that i was like oh it's that guy hey it's that guy (laughs) right uh this movie has a 5.7 i actually think that's pretty generous <laughs> this movie, you said this last week, and so 
I was I was prepared for it, yeah, but right. um, uh, this movie's bad. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Um, I mean, it's not supposed. It's I don't I don't think it was intended to be good. No, I think it feels. No. I also don't think it was intended to be bad either, right? Like Peter Fonda was in this. <laughs> yeah, that's the the president, right? No, it's uh, a guy called Pipeline. <laughs> Funny. Uh, it's a, uh, you told guys. me today that it was in 96, which I'm actually kind of a little floored by because it felt like it was late 80s, early 90s. Because I kept thinking, oh, this is this is so much of this is great how it, it felt back in the 80s when you'd see CGI just starting. I don't right? know. I don't know that I would have. Uh, so I'm, I'm very distracted by IMDb right now. This... <laughs> You're oh, getting down that hole, down that rabbit hole. And Mockingjay. I was sure that I had seen the daughter, the president's daughter, Utopia, in something, but she did like she did a lot of TV stuff and nothing that I would have seen. Nothing else. Um, the the Commander Malloy, I think, is the one. I've seen. No, him it's not him. It's the sergeant. The duty sergeant was in um, uh, Deadwood. Later, he's one yeah. of. Yeah. I think he's one of Cy Tolliver's little. Yeah cronies um and i've seen the the girl military lady too somewhere but i can't think of oh well she's anton roe from star trek oh laren roe yeah right okay yeah and she was she was the other I I saw commander in battlestar galactica yes um, okay so, well well i knew she was well known so yeah 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 um yeah so it's got um, all that it's got all of the tropes i mean i i'm bagging on it but i, I there's a reason i, probably, I put on this list I don't know that I would have pinpointed the year precisely, but the the special effects here are too good for the eighties, for the late eighties, <laughs> even sure. the nineties, and the the aesthetics and the like, the tongue in cheek kind of oh here, which I guess is a thing we always do when maybe not always, but we often do when making things far into the future is like oh let's point, you know poke poke fun at the present, right? Yeah, right. and. And it's very, it's very Mad Max. It's very, very Max, right? yeah. uh, like, you know, like. It's like as is is, is if Mad Max is in the future of the future, and this is that middle future. And right? not even. When, when society is falling type thing. Yeah, society is still falling. You're like, oh, here's all of this sort of like. I don't even want to say ham-fisted or heavy-handed because it's not even those things. This all this stuff with the president and the theocracy, it's like Watchmen, but all but, tongue in cheek. Yeah, can't right? be serious. Like right off the bat, the little opening things like he becomes president for life. And you're like For life. He has a <laughs> lifetime term. And they're gonna send all the criminals to LA. So it's like it's LA porn, but also like laugh at how terrible la is yeah right? There's it, it, earthquakes it is. constantly and it's this horrible uh you know dystopian uh um um what's the word like hell's kitchen or or uh <laughs> right devil's half half 40 whatever there a variety of terms for that but it's like uh hell's half acre kind of thing like here this place is and it's awful you're gonna get shot at any moment for any reason by anyone and it's LA. Here's Rodeo Drive, and here's Sunset Boulevard, and here's the Hollywood sign. And so it's like it's a combination of well, I mean, what I just said. It's like LA sucks, but also 
look it. Here's some more L.A. stuff that you're going to recognize. Um, the weird dichotomy. Yeah, it, it's uh, and if you don't know what kind of movie you're getting by the first three minutes, then that's your fault. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, really, it's uh, James Carpenter makes his twist. I mean, lots and lots of movies, right? Lots, lots of good movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they have all decided what kind of movie that, that this is. I mean, the the, the screenwriters, the, the studio, they all know what it is. It's not trying to be any kind of big thing. But but it has... Yeah, I mean, you see Kurt Russell with this eye patch, and they do this whole thing, and he's, call me Snake. Call me Snake. And they're like, okay, I see. And literally every person he encounters, every single person who interacts with him in, like, I don't think, they even really had i mean we were just in like hints of the internet but there's no internet stuff it's like yeah there are satellites and they've got cd and it's like that that like um the thing that fiction does when they're doing the future they're like it's cds but the cds are even smaller they're not <laughs> cds they're not laser discs they're not cds they're not those micro cds that were uh like three four inches in diameter these cds are the size of washers they're an inch across and they're tiny little thing and you're going to put it into your pad and punch numbers and it's this big like original series star trek sized device that this tiny little cd goes into and you're like what kind of weird combination (laughs) of things there's no like there's no smartphones we're going to do it like this instead but then every person like steve buscemi both um the the i almost said princess the president's daughter and she's like a princess exactly the 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 random girl who knows the sewers yeah everybody he sees recognizes him and i'm like how do they recognize him i haven't seen any tvs I haven't seen any computers with screens. I mean, the the military has them in the base. But well, I'm like, remember, he was how? famous before then. Like he was in the he was from famous New York. before, but it's right. still like they all recognize him on sight as like this. Guy, wait, you kind of look like Snake Plissken. I'm like, really? Again, I, I, I would. Does I would anybody think, not know this guy? Yeah, I would think it would be because even even back then, you knew people like Ollie, Oliver North, and you knew people that were in like on the. The nightly news or you know i guess were, yeah we're in the in put, the newspaper and, and you know and this they guy put was out a, wanted bulletins and stuff that's yeah, and, but this sense. guy was a, like a known war hero and snake was they talk right. about him like saving two different presidents and so people probably knew what he what he looked i, I can get that part um but it, either way this this is on my list for a reason it's just that you know it's um it's hard to explain what what it is i like about it but some of it is so cool <laughs> like snake is just cool like he's he's obviously dumb okay. but he but he's not sure. cool in a dumb way like he's not right. like posing he's not like a jean-claude van damme kind of sure dumb, sure right he's he's cool like the whole scene with bangkok rules you know uh he's just like these four guys come at him and he's like all right i'm cool and collected and then he just slowly picks up the thing and says bangkok rules shoots it and then shoots him all he's like there's no rules in bangkok rules. or he's like um three bang or something like that i remember he says a little mm-hmm. line there um, and it's just, it's all like cool, right? Which is, which added a whole different element to it being absurd. You know, the, the fact that he's got a, a virus in his body and um, they, they shoot him under the water. There's just so many absurd things in this one uh, that make well, no sense whatsoever. But And he's, and he's bullet immune apparently because the, the bad guy's missing him constantly and they've got like Uzis. 
Yeah, like, which, which is which is another '80s '90s trope with these kind of sure, movies, of course, right? of course. They, they shoot a million times, and there's the yeah. So uh, Escape from New York is very similar. It's ten years before that. So if you ever go 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 watch that movie, it's uh, it's it's a lot like this one. They they just took you know the same kind of premises pr- premises premise for New York and put it in L.A. and made it made a second movie. Um, okay. I, I I did like this one because this one is. It's newer. Was the only other difference. Um, Snake seems a little cooler. Um, he, they do all the tropes with L.A. like the surfers and the, the doctors and, uh, it, just just all of it, right? With with the stuff, which is corny and fun. And I, I actually really like. I almost I'm, forgot about the surfer stuff. The, the surfer, surfer thing. The surfer. Like, what thing, is right? what is happening with this? We watched a whole movie about cheesy surfing stuff with Patrick Swayze, <laughs> and did not like. He's surfing alongside Steve Buscemi's car. Like, what is happening? Oh, that's so so dumb, right? <laughs> so yeah. dumb. Yeah. Um, so dumb. Uh, I something. Uh, I'm gonna do a spoiler here, so skip ahead three minutes. Um, the ending. The ending, I still, in a, in a corny, crazy, kooky movie, I still, that little bit of the ending made me think for a long time about, like, if there was the satellites, are, you know, positioned all around the Earth that constantly put out EMP pulses, how that would shut down the world forever, right? I mean, right. it's it's far-fetched and overblown, but kind of not, right? Like, what what if... What if there was a technology that could continually pulse that down on the th- on the planet and stop, you know, technology from happening? We would never be able to get up, to get up there to, to start it to stop it. Uh, right. So, I liked that concept. I, I guess I, I do. I definitely liked that concept of that's a that's a neat thing. And then it even makes Snake cooler because he pushes the button, right? Uh, right. Got 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 his, his cigarette out and you know. And does the thing. So I, I I like this movie still, even though all the bad things that I put on it. It's all it's got its rotten tomato scores is well deserved, um, for all the reasons. Uh but I like it just because of that absurdity, you know, that, that great corniness. I just talked about Velocirap or Velocipastor, and that is trying hard to be dumb. This one is just dumb because it's dumb. Right? So uh, go yeah, watch the, Escape from New York if you EMP, want to watch on the list. The EMP thing also feels like a like a '90s era trope. Like, yeah, I don't know if this is true. I'm sure that I've seen and heard, you know, that concept of an electromagnetic pulse in many works of fiction. Uh, it's a it's a major component in maybe not major component, but uh, in the Matrix, right? '99. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, that idea of, like, what does that mean? Like, I think in real life, in the real world... Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, I haven't done... I haven't looked this up on Wikipedia recently or anything like that. It's just this idea of detonating a nuke in the upper atmosphere. Yeah. Right? So it's far enough up that it's not doing physical damage, aside from probably really messing up the atmosphere, which seems... Like a non-trivial uh, thing, yeah. But the but the shock wave of it disrupts all electronics in a radius, yeah. And I 
I feel like it's just a theory. Like, I don't think it's ever been tested or yeah, anything I don't, like I don't, that. I really don't know either. Yeah. But of course, sci-fi writers latched onto it and were like, oh, if you have this thing that knocks out electronics, like, what does that do? It becomes this weapon. Well, like, can you weaponize the like? Can you weaponize the weapon? What a dumb thing to say. But like, can you use it as a weapon, or is it a, a like they do in the Matrix? It's a, um, it's a last resort. It's like a self. Uh, it's like, um, I don't know what it's like. Like falling on a grenade or something. Because like, yeah, you'll blast the, um, you'll knock out the the bots that are chasing you in the Matrix. But you're also gonna knock out your own ship. Yeah. Right. Because it's just a point blank AOE uh, uh, area of effect kind of kind of so, weapon. But yeah. So he, I guess. Here, here's the thing about that a, a, a quick informational thing uh, on our show today. Um, one, EMPs are real. That's that's something that I, I had done the same questioning that you had before. It's like, this is this isn't everything. You even see it in like uh, yeah. Ocean's 12 or something, right? It's, it's they use it all over the place. Um, and so I had looked into it. It, um, and I'm oh, in Ocean's it. Eleven, it's the thing they have to get from the Smithsonian when uh, yes, when Don yeah. Cheadle is doing his terrible Cockney accent. Yes, they've, yes. they've got to go get the thing so they can knock out all the power exactly. in the middle of the boxing fight. Yep. So they so, can so they use the EMPs. Too. They use it everywhere, right? So I yeah, yeah, I had yeah. done some some reading about this. One, it is a real thing. Um, you can go to Forbes; they've got a great article on it. They're talking about how the U.S. commissioned and assessed the threat to the United States EMP attack, and they're very real. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, also, from a um, like practical, I, I want to quickly before I go into this, I want to say that the unique part about the um, escape from LA thing was that these satellites put out continuous EMP pulses. So it's not like one of those like it just knocks out the current technology. It will continue to, to knock out technology as long as those silence. Uh, okay, you'll never be able to make electrical connection with circuit boards. That's convenient. Yeah, so so it's you know, and and those are satellites that are up there. So to turn them off, you have to get up there, which you can't get up there. So um, that that that's and the interesting. And part their about pulses them. don't knock themselves out, right? Like, yeah, because they're directed. Is what would what would really happen? Yeah. Um. So the the thing I, the 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 more you know message here with the show is that um, um, I I took a, I've taken several astronomy courses at um, in my college career, sure. um, and uh, it's just something that's fascinating, interesting to me, a sci-fi guy, of obviously. Course. Um, one of the, the neatest things, I remember taking a course by a professor whose primary research was in solar, uh, you know, discoveries or, or whatever, at okay. the sun, you know. <laughs> and uh, and then just recently, in the last like two or three years ago, I remember taking one at, at IU, and we talked about solar flares. And we had spent a long discussion mm. uh, uh, section on solar flares. Um, and that is something that... First off, that's what they, solar flares do is they, they emit a lot of stuff. But one of the things is like an EMP pulse that shoots out of them um, mm-hmm. and they shoot out straight. And they, it, it's uh, astronomers, not to be doomsayers, uh, but they are definitely uh, of the group of people that say a solar flare is like a one in, you know, 400,000 chance of us ever hitting us because it's, you know, the, the solar system is so big. Um, sure. But it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when that it will hit us and that when it, it's called they call it a headshot you know just like you see in video games it's a okay, headshot sure, sure. solar flare yeah. headshot and that will hit us he says and that will happen and every electrical thing on the planet will go down including planes and and whatnot he says it will all shut down and that will happen and i was like that's creepy and then when you go look on google about it 
and you start finding out that it's a real thing and that you know they know about it and some things are protected but it's a it's a bigger it's a bigger um thing to do than you might think uh, you sure, know to protect every kind of infrastructure against it and some yeah. countries do a limited amount of it um but things like planes aren't enough shielded you know right um and, and it, it's unlike escape from la it's not like it's going to keep shooting us but it would be a, a straight shot at our entire planet that would knock everything out and fry everything so it's crazy it's a real thing uh if you're listening to the show go go look it up it's don't be too scared because it could happen tomorrow. It could happen 2000 years from now. We, we don't know. Right. All right. Um, it just is a thing. So kind of cool. All right. So that one was this week. What do we have? It's your turn for next week. Now we got something, an interesting situation because we only have like two days left this week with us. Yeah. As we mentioned, this. we're spending most of this next week at our buddy Fox's place. And I think we're still going to go see Morbius for some reason. <laughs> right, mystery it's, science. People theater, wondering right? why we haven't talked about that show. <clears throat> yeah. uh, um, so I, I think we want to pick something uh, light and and yeah, uh, I'm, I'm on board with that. Well known, and so I've got inner space. I want to say Dennis Quaid. Yes, correct. Uh, seen Dennis Quaid, uh, Meg Ryan, who maybe there might be some story where they met and because they were married for a while. Uh, they are, yeah, uh, they were. For, for made, a made, uh, made. It's a weird way to say that. Um, uh, Jack Quaid, who we've seen mm-hmm. in The Boys and oh, yeah. Star oh, Trek yeah. Lower Decks and something else fairly recently. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the two of them and maybe Martin Short. Something I don't know. I think Martin Short's in it. Yeah. Again, there there were two of these kind of movies that came out like Hollywood does at the same mm, time, and I can't think sure. of what it was. But I think this is the one with Martin Short and Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Yeah, um, he's. I don't remember. I've seen this years ago. Yeah, uh, like when I was a kid. I think is when I watched this. Yeah, and maybe they talked about it on either Film Sack or the Flophouse uh, podcasts. Um, he, the protagonist, gets shrunk down to the size of a cell, and goes into somebody's body, um, and of course, yeah. Wacky hijinks ensue. H- hijinks ensue. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, this is this is a good one. I, I, this is nice to see because I remember having a, a, a fond memories of it. But like I said, I saw sure. it once. And it was in that time of my life when everything was pretty great. And it was sci-fi. Sure. Like, in, this was in 87. In the 80s, if anything sci-fi came out or fantasy, you and if you're a sci-fi and fantasy person, you eat it up. Even if it's really terrible, you still eat it up, right? Cause yeah, yeah. Well, it's like the – it's, again, a little bit like the Shonen thing I talked about last week where you're like, oh, I've never seen this before. I've never seen this before. The first time I saw – I don't remember what it was, but some TV or, or film doing um, uh, sympathetic magic, doing voodoo. Yeah. Right. Where like they've got the doll and they're holding it over a flame. They're sticking pins in it to like cause somebody pain. My thought was like, oh, they did that on Star Trek mm. because there's an original series Star Trek episode where the villain has a tiny little Enterprise and they're holding it over a candle. <laughs> and on the ship, Scotty and all the guys are like, we're burning up, Captain. We can't take it much more. And, and Kirk and Spock are back with the guy trying to like reason with him or whatever. And that was my exposure. That was the first time I saw somebody do voodoo or sympathetic magic. And I was like, 
when I saw it in this other show, I was like, oh, it's like the thing they did on Star Trek. It's like completely <laughs> backwards. But yeah, like you're a kid and you're watching sci-fi or fantasy and you're like, oh, I've never seen this. This is a new, oh, this is a new thing. And then you get to be our age and you're like, oh, they're doing that voodoo thing again. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And and, and we, we are fortunate, fortunate, as we've said multiple times, embarrassment of riches, to live in a time yeah, where yeah, yeah. Our, our generation has come up and just puts, you know, ridiculous amounts of that kind of stuff out all the right. time everywhere everywhere place so it's it's not as uncommon so it's hard to say why you like things like interspace or you like things like which i'm, I'm judging before i've seen it um but uh why interspace was so, so you know like that or you like explorers or you like goonies or you like the why well you know the time where you, that that those movies were released they just didn't have a whole lot of those you know you see you got star wars and it happens that you know and then you don't have another one for two or three years. Any any movie kind of like that. You get a few, but they're nowhere good quality. So right. if you get a good quality sci-fi movie, you get them once every five or six years, right? Now we are very lucky to get them all every year. There's multiples. Um, so yeah, yeah. Th- this is one of those things that I remember having in my mind is like, yeah, I I enjoyed it for the science fiction elements of it. And Martin Short's in it, so it's got to be a comedy in some in some way, right? Oh, uh. Enemy Mine was like that. Remember we watched that show? Sure. Yeah. You know, with Dennis Quaid. That's what made me think of it. Um, not that it's like a, a crazy great movie, but, you know, it's great for all the things that were put out at the time. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Inner Space, 1987. Going way back. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think we got it today, man. We, we, we did yeah. a lot here. We're going to go on our trip, and I'm going to catch we, a flight we'll, out Thursday. We always threaten maybe we'll have a short show, but... Uh, there was a trailer for season four of Stranger Things. I don't have anything to say about that, except that the older oh, those yeah. kids get, the less interested I am in watching them. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I'm, that they're like, this is the last one, and they're in high school, and then move, move I'm, along. I'm pretty sure the Duffer brothers are on record as saying they're only going to be four seasons, but I'm right. I'm here for Hopper. That's all I, that's yeah. All I, I, I care yeah, I'm, about. I, I'm fine with it. Uh, the trailer was good for me. Um, it doesn't help that... Uh, the most recent uh, production I saw with any of them was, um, is it Finn Wolfhard cannot be his real name, but anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> Finn right. Wolfhard in, in uh, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife where he does nothing, yeah. right? Like right. he's, he just like broods and, and tosses some quips out once in a while. You're like, does this character have any character? Like, is there any characterization yeah. for this character? No, no. He's just, He's Finn Wolfhard, the character, yeah. and so that's and he that's is put in me Stranger off. Things. He's the same and thing. He kind of has become that in Stranger Things as well. And Millie, Millie Bobby Brown's hit or miss. I mean, she's young, so it's hard to tell right now, right? But she's obviously mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. in Stranger Things. Um, and then uh, her her character's hit or miss. Uh, she was not great at all in Godzilla versus King Kong, and um, she was great in Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes. Uh, so Enola Holmes, yeah. Who 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 knows what it they depends. Yeah, it depends on director, depends on writer, and very few. This is not a indictment against anybody, but very few actors make the transition from child actor to adult actor. Like yeah. it's just a yeah. different. Yeah, I, different I will say thing, something but, about this trailer that makes that did make me a little bit more excited as opposed to the other ones. Like even the season three trailer didn't make me all that excited to want to watch it. This one did because it looks like. One, they're they're having it finished to the story, which is great. Two, they're actually going to have a story. Like it feels like that there's a point to this whole upside down, 
It's no longer just this crazy eighties mystery. It's not just uh, a what's in the box kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think mm-hmm. that there's like a villain. They they've mentioned Vec- Vecna, which is a D and D character, um, and uh, that there's going to be like a a talkable person, right? That they kind of had that in season three, but right. this is a real like big bag villain that you can can go for. And yeah, um, so far most of the most of the monsters villains we've seen in Stranger Things have been like Jaws. Right. Yeah, like malevolent they're, forces of evil. They're just because they're they are. they're faceless. Maybe not faceless, but they're uh, they're boogeymen. S- subintelligent, subhuman. Subhuman feels derogatory too, but animalistic, <laughs> right? Like like yeah. Jaws is not evil. He doesn't have a scheme to take over the world. He's an animal that is hungry, yeah. right? Then and that's, these are all and just natural evil. All there has been to it, and like when you've got kids. When you've got a, a story about kids, like that makes sense because they're not, you yeah. know. Yeah. It was a lot of the charm for it. was a lot of the charm for it. But that, that, that wore off, I think, with three seasons. Yeah. Of it's it. getting, getting and a the little bit. And the kids are no longer charming, is the way, the, the way they were before. And, right. and so, right. so now you have to actually have a story and a goal. And, and you're right. Hopper's, Hopper's story of it looks interesting and, you know, uh, interesting is the word um max which is the kind of the was the new girl in three or four or two or three i can't remember which one um mm-hmm. she uh looks i think it's in the last one in three she looks to have a a major role in this one um she's like being, prominent being in the, the new for sure the new 11 type thing hmm. um because of her brother who died and right etc right. who was connected anyway so yeah the trailer there's like not a whole lot to say there i'm a little bit more excited for it than i than i would have expected myself to be and that could mm. be that I'm three years apart removed from it, but um, right, you know, we'll we'll I'll let them drop the ball on this one, or or pick it up. It's coming soon, though. Yeah. All right. I think we've we we almost had a short show, and then I had to bring up one last thing <laughs> get us get us up to that ninety minute mark. Anyway, next week, inner space, and also Morbius. And, and we'll be talking about games we're, we're going to we'll, be playing. Yeah, we'll probably have stories about about board games again, which we haven't we haven't done in a minute. Yeah, for for those wondering what what, what we do, obviously Noah's listened to the show enough time for two hundred and fifty episodes almost. Uh, our, our going out and partying with our buddies um, is a lot of board game playing. So exactly, I expect stories back from that. Right. All right, you've been listening to the Front Porches episode two hundred and forty two two four two. Thanks always to our friends at LRM Online. You can check them out. They've got reviews for board games, movies, and all that good stuff. Pop culture. If you want to reach out to us with suggestions for things you think we should watch and or discuss, you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod, that's all one word, at gmail.com. If you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, you can find show notes and contact forms on all the episodes if you want to reach out to us that way. If you enjoy The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on the podcast of your choice. While you're there, if you leave us a positive review, we always appreciate that. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. We're Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.